Hello everyone and welcome or welcome back to Scotch and Scared. I'm Stephanie and I'll be telling you some strange and unusual tales from the place I call home, Scotland. Before we get into it, I would like to ask everyone listening to send in their strange or unusual experiences. They do not have to have taken place in Scotland or even relate to it. If you have any requests for future episodes or you just fancy a wee gab, then please do not hesitate to get in touch you can send us an email at scottishandscared at gmail.com and you can also follow us on Instagram at scottishandscaredpod. Lastly, if you wouldn't mind, please rate, review and share the show wherever you may be listening to it. It really helps us out a bunch and a massive thank you to everyone who already has. Now, let's get into it. Hello my dudes, I hope you are all well and doing good. I hope your week's been great and amazing. It would seem that the sun has finally come back to Scotland, so things are starting to get a bit wild here in Glasgow, but I'm loving getting out with the dog, going to the park. Um, Yeah, summer is here, guys, and I am very, very happy about that. Now, as many of you will already know, the podcast will be attending Horrorcon Scotland this year in Aberdeen on the 21st of October. There will be a bunch of amazing people from the horror industry attending and trading. Loads of shows, exhibits and goings on throughout the day. I will be doing a Q&A panel with my good friend Don from the Scottish Murders podcast and I will also have a booth where you can come along, have a wee chat and grab a free goodie bag. In the bags will be some exclusive podcast merch and some goodies from other small businesses along with some stuff from my tattoo artist who has kindly offered to help out. So if you love horror or you would like to come along and meet us, please consider purchasing a ticket and coming along. I would love to meet some of you and see some familiar faces. There will also be an after party at the Tunnels nightclub in Aberdeen after the convention that we will also be attending. All the information that you need to grab a ticket or anything else that you'd like to know will be in the episode description. So just head there and everything that you need will be there. I hope to see you all there. So we are changing things up at the Scottish and Scared podcast. We will now be posting twice a week from Tuesday onwards. I've been doing a lot of research and reading the past couple of days and as much as it pains me to say, a lot of the stories around castles are pretty much the same thing over and over and over again. It gets very repetitive. So we thought that we would give you one castle story a week as well as something completely different. That might be a ghost story, a possession story, witches, folklore, anything that your wee weird heart desires if there is anything that you would like me to look into or talk about even if it isn't strange or unusual just get in touch and let me know i'm always looking for new things to sink my teeth into i've been getting a lot of requests to cover topics outside of scotland and that is definitely something we want to do so if you've sent something like that over do not be alarmed i have kept a note of every single one of them we are thinking about starting a patreon so that is maybe something that we'll do over there we're not really sure yet we're still kind of trying to figure it out By the end of the day, you folks are the ones that are listening, so I would like to give you something that you enjoy. I also feel that the Castle episodes are very short. They are, there's not a lot of stuff there that I can talk about and I am just one person, so I don't really have uh, another person to bounce things off it or kind of have a bit of banter with or just talk about daily things. So it was kind of getting on my nerves a bit that the episodes were so short. So that is another reason why we've decided to give you two a week, so at least you're getting a substantial amount of content from us. But enough waffling from me. Why don't we just get into today's episode, which I absolutely loved researching. That is not sarcasm. This is the kind of castle stories that I do enjoy and love looking into. And today's tale takes us to the Scottish Highlands on the banks of Loch Assent. 
where what remains of Ardrick Castle can be seen on the shore. Once a grand building is nothing more than a small segment of what was once the castle walls. The original building dated back to around 1490 and was once the home to the Macleods of Ascent. The lands surrounding it were granted to Torquil Macleod of Lewis during the reign of David II and the Torquil's second son was given Ascent as his portion of the gift. Now, the original building was built in the early 15th century by Angus Moore III and it was just a basic rectangular shape standing four storeys high, nothing special. The second part of the building was then built during the 16th century by Donald Band IX where he added a stair tower. Now, the construction of the building is a part of a folktale which I will be telling you all about in just a wee minute. But first, a wee bit of history about the castle. Now, the castle itself plays a part in some of Scotland's darkest and bloodiest history. In 1650, James Carbisdale, the Marquis of Montrose, came to Scotland looking for supporters of the Royalist cause. On the 27th of April that year, he was defeated at the Battle of Carbisdale by a small Covenanter army where he fled to Ardfrit Castle two days later. Now, at this point in time, the castle was occupied by Neil MacLeod and his family, and when he arrived, he was greeted by Neil's wife and told that he wasn't at home. Now she welcomed him inside, made him feel at home, and lured him downstairs into the castle dungeon, where she notified the government troops of his imprisonment. He was then retrieved and taken to Edinburgh, where he was eventually executed on the 21st of May 1650. Now there are a few different versions of that story, but they all end the same. They all end with him being executed. But there's a few things that say that Neil was at home, he gave him up for a reward. Uh, it's just a mixture of different things, but the outcome is the same. In 1672, the tide did turn in Scotland in favour of the royalist cause, and Charles II returned to the throne. During this time, the Mackenzies of Assent used Montrose's betrayal to launch an attack on Arvrick Castle, where they went through with a 14-day-long seize on the building. Unfortunately, the MacLeods lost the battle and the Mackenzies took ownership of the castle. It wasn't all sunshine and roses though, as Kenneth Mackenzie brought his wife Frances to the castle to live and she was not a fan. She thought it was very dark, very dingy, she just wasn't the biggest fan of Ardrick. And this led to the construction of Calder House in 1726, which is just a short walk from the castle. Calder House would then go on to burn to the ground in 1737, and there are a few stories surrounding the cause of this fire. The first was that the Mackenzies threw a bit of a party one Saturday night, and with everyone having a merry old time, no one happened to notice that the party was carrying on past midnight, into Sunday morning and the fire was a consequence of making merry on the Sabbath. Now I don't know what that means because I'm not Christian and I have no idea what that means but I'm assuming it's one of the sins or something. The other story is that Kenneth's wife Frances loved the finer things in life and as her tastes grew she plunged the family into a debt that they could not clear. They eventually had no choice but to sell the home to the Earl of Sutherland who they weren't particularly fond of. And when the other members of the Mackenzie family found out who he had sold it to, they weren't very happy about it and they decided to set fire to it in retaliation. Now the remaining Ardrick Castle was then hit by lightning in 1795 and all that remains is what stands today. And even though there is very little remaining, 
This and Called a House have been titled one of the most haunted buildings in Scotland and we are going to talk about why. Like I said before, the original construction of the castle has been the subject of a very interesting folktale. It was said that Laird MacLeod was struggling with the construction, how he was going to pay for it, how he was going to get labourers to do it. And that was until one day a very handsome stranger appeared. They had a very lengthy conversation about a banter back and forth. And the stranger offered to pay for the construction and find the workers. All he wanted in return was his soul. Now the laird thought about it, this offer and decided he would be daft to refuse. But before any terms could be put in place and the deal sealed, his daughter, Emer, appeared. The stranger was immediately enamoured by her youth and beauty and he changed the terms completely of the deal. He did not want the laird's soul any longer. He wished to have his daughter's hand in marriage. As was the norm at the time, the laird agreed to the terms and they had a deal. In the lead up to the wedding, the young bride was particularly fond of her new fiancé. She found him quite attractive. She thought he was a bit of a nice guy and the wedding went ahead without a hitch. Now it's unclear how she managed to find out this information but after the ceremony she realised that the person that she had just got married to was in fact the devil himself. So overwhelmed with guilt and sadness she fled to the highest window of the tower where she threw herself into the waters below and sadly drowned. Now this young woman is one of the spirits said to be seen around the shores of the loch pacing back and forth in the mist letting out a heartbreaking cry for the life that she never got to live sadly and her tears are said to be the cause of the water levels rising in the loch which is just sad. In another version of this story it's claimed that she actually survived the fall into the loch and she managed to swim to a small cave just at the corner where she hid from the devil that she had just wed. And this ties into another legend of Loch Ascent. Now there is a creature said to live in the loch known as the, mer- the mermaid of Ascent. Many believe with the young woman living in the water for so long while hiding that she eventually transformed into a half-woman, half-fish-like creature, also known as a mermaid. It's also been rumoured to be a selkie that is living in the loch. And I have talked all about selkies in a previous Mythical Creatures episode, so go check that out if you want to know more about selkies. But the Weeping Mermaid is not the only spirit seen or heard at Ardrick. Just back on shore, there is a spirit known as the Wicked Lady of Ardrick. According to local folklore, during the 18th century, the tower house was occupied by an elderly woman known for being a wee bit of a bitch, if I'm being honest. She was known to spread vicious rumours and gossip about the neighbouring couple to cause conflict. She even went as far to claim that the child of this couple was fathered by another man. This, as you would expect, caused major problems for the couple and the husband was so filled with rage at the rumour that he even threatened to kill the child. This absolutely horrified his poor wife, who then called for the help of her two brothers. They showed up, she explained the situation, and with the help of her husband, they managed to track the rumours all the way back to Ardrick, where they confronted the wicked old lady from the tower. Now, shockingly enough, the old lady was very cooperative, and she answered all their questions quite honestly, she was very open. But not satisfied with this, the husband demanded that she provide proof of her sister's infidelity. Out of nowhere... The husband fell to the ground and began to write on the stone floor with his finger as he spoke in a language that none of them understood. Outside, the lock began to move, the water swaying aggressively back and forth as thick mist rose from the surface and filled the sky. From the corner of his eye, one of the brothers saw a tall, dark, shadowy figure 
looming beside the wall. He told his brother to question it as quickly as he could. The husband, frantic for answers, asked the dark figure if his wife had been unfaithful and it replied that she had. When it finished speaking, a huge wave rose from the lock and slammed into the tower wall, breaking all of the hall windows. The building shook and swayed as though they were aboard a ship at sea. One of the brothers approached the old lady and demanded she provide the dark shadow with a gift or it wouldn't depart. She quickly offered it one of the servant girls who was an orphan and wouldn't be missed, but the shadow declined because the young girl had been baptised. Another huge wave smashed against the building, the water pouring through the broken windows and filling the halls. The oldest brother screamed at the shadow to take the old witch herself, but the shadow smiled and replied, She is mine already, but her term is not over. I will take someone who your sister will miss more. And as though it wasn't even there to begin with, the shadowy figure vanished and the lock became calm again. Rushing home, the men burst into the house to find the wife weeping on the floor as the child had died at the very moment that the shadowy figure spoke. What became of that woman isn't known, but it's said that the castle was consumed by a fire where she perished in the flames. Some have claimed to see the figure of an old woman wandering the ruins. Is it the wicked old lady from the tower? Who knows? It could be. I mean, some could say that she was doing the Lord's work there. I mean, the wife was cheating. So, you know. Mm. Another figure that is regularly seen is that of a tall man dressed in all grey. Locals say this is the ghost of our old pal, the Marquis of Montrose, who has returned to the spot that he was betrayed all that time ago. There are also strange occurrences at Calder House, just over from the castle. People have heard voices, they've heard bagpipes, and some people have even seen what they assume to be car lights approaching them on the road. But after waiting for them to pass, no vehicle ever appears. When I was looking into this, I read about something that I found super interesting. Part of the folktale about the devil is that he was so enraged that his new bride had killed herself and that his deal was broken as a result, that he summoned objects from the sky which caused great damage upon impact to the surrounding area. And this is what the locals say created the Moyne Thrust Belt, which is a geographic fault line in the area of Ascent. And when I looked into that a wee bit deeper, I found out that we, what we now know as Northwest Scotland was actually hit with an object from space about 1.2 billion years ago. And that is what actually caused the fault line that is there today. Now, the evidence of this event would have been buried by sandstone, which is why it hasn't been able to be retrieved. And I just thought that was a bit wild, that something that happened 1.2 billion years ago was then spoke about in a folktale that was kind of created in like the mid-13th, 14th century when people weren't really thinking about space and things that were coming from the sky. I just thought that was a bit mental. And there you have it, people. Another castle ticked off the list and another castle where the devil seems to have been a frequent visitor. Who knows why the devil likes Scotland so much? Could be the scenery, could be the alcohol, who knows? Like I said before, I absolutely adore these kinds of stories. It's the kind of stories that you tell kids in a campfire at Halloween. And this is the kind of stuff that I loved hearing as a kid, which might make me weird, but, you know, I love it. Like my Uncle Thomas, who I've told you about before on the show many, many, many times. These are the kinds of things that he would sit and tell me, and I just would be so engrossed in these stories. I just There's something about them that I love. When I look into castle stories, like I said, it's the same stuff kind of over and over and over again. But when I come across something like this, it just piques my interest and I I just love it. I just love all this kind of stuff. 
Now the ruins of Ardwick Castle are still standing today and you can visit them but please be aware that they are very unstable and it can be very dangerous to get too close to them. Same with Calder House but if you fancy a wee trip up north with a spooky edge put this one on your list it's definitely on ours and if you've ever been and seen anything strange get in touch and let me know what you thought. Did you see a mermaid? Did you see a selkie? Did you see the devil? Or did you see the wicked woman? Let me know. Wee bit on the shorter side this week guys but like I said next week we will have two episodes for you. Hopefully get a wee bit more coming out for you now that we're a wee bit more consistent with uploading. And yeah that is all we have for this week folks. I hope you all enjoyed and you have an amazing weekend. I will see you all next week for some more eerie tales from Scotland. Stay weird, stay scared, bye folks.